In this episode, you will hear testimony against cell towers from parents, health professionals, and more in the city of Thousand Oaks. This is the Environmental Health Trust podcast. EHT is a scientific nonprofit committed to creating a healthy and safe environment. EHT scientists publish research, translate the science, and work to raise awareness about environmental toxins, health, and telecom industry influence. Our vision is a world where technology is both revolutionary and safe. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter at ehtrust.org to receive the latest science regarding wireless technology and health. Um, I um, am a school teacher. I taught for 26 years prior to um, going on a 39-month disability leave. Uh, I had good health and I had accumulated close to 800 hours of illness time. When my school in April 2015 upgraded their Wi-Fi system, putting in uh, over 190 access points in the school, two in every classroom, bringing in Chromebooks, bringing um, students with their cell phones, uh, smart boards, all of these devices were radiating microwave radiation, similar to if you put 5G on um, street poles and you put them outside two-story, you know, they're at two-story levels at um, bedroom levels. I became very sick, and so did several teachers at my school. Um, some teachers had to leave. My principal actually wrote to the inspector general of my school district, and we were suffering basically what is called microwave sickness, also known as electrosensitivity. Symptoms such as headaches, nausea, skin burning, swelling um, in the nostrils, um, uh, swollen glands, uh, blurry vision. Um, to my knowledge, parents were not notified of this, just like if you know, your school has an epidemic of ice, a letter goes home. <laughs> parents were not notified, nurses were not trained to recognize symptoms of microwave sickness, doctors are not trained in medical school to know about this. Um, similar, I would say, to things like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, where people first didn't realize there really was something to it. Um, I went on a 39-month disability leave. I ate through my close to 800 hours of illness time. Um, I'm now earning half my income. I loved what I did for a living. It was my calling, being a teacher. And my quality of life has really been affected by this. Um, I no longer have the freedom to just do everything and enjoy everything because there are so many uh, frequencies all over. And I have to believe that there are a lot of people with symptoms that haven't connected the dots yet. Putting 5G on telephone poles every you know, 300 feet, whatever it is, Putting it outside anybody's window, window, you are putting them in jeopardy of losing their health. You're putting them in jeopardy of losing their livelihood. And I have to ask you, would you want these oscillations, modulations, 24 hours, seven days a week, outside your window? All right, thank you. Thank you very much. And um, 
my speech is about the VC County uh, Star article about the Thousand Oaks uh, 5G page, webpage. And you wanted to correct some public information in that page when, in fact, the webpage's intent, sorry to say, is to mislead, which is dishonest fake news and propaganda. It's misinformation when the city says it wants the residents to have the facts that these FCC rules apply to every city in the country, and they are the law. Reality is that there is no congressional act, i.e. law, that compels any city to accept wireless technologies. Title 47 is administrative rules for the FTC to regulate telecom companies who wish to get their licensure and authority to sell and distribute internet, cable, and telephone services to America. Title 47 is not codified into law of the United States Code, which means this law does not exist. Therefore, no city in America is required to accept its provisions. All the experts are making incorrect arguments. It is misinformation in your attempt to pacify by saying that Thousand Oaks is one of the named parties in a federal lawsuit challenging the new FCC rules. The reality is that this is not a lawsuit or a class action. It is an administrative proceeding in the Ninth Circuit Court. Why are these cities on the docket? They lack standing, they are not a telecom company, and should not be in that venue making an argument whatsoever. It is total insanity, and it is set up to fail. Your FAQ, um, there's a disinformation when you say that other cities' ordinances are not stronger than yours. The reality is they do exist. There are stronger ordinances. Some cities, for example, in Marin County, they use discretionary versus ministerial decision-making. Uh, they have significant differences in distances and setback between poles and exclusion from residential zones. You disinform by omission to exclude links to established uh, science showing clear evidence of cancer, etc. I'm going to be submitting into public record evidence of cancer in Rapon School in which several students and teachers got cancer as soon as the um, cell tower was installed. And, um, it, and instead, you used tobacco, the, the tobacco playbook's doubt and said, wireless industry says such concerns are unfounded. I say, sh shame on you. After all of our public comments talking about Thank you, evidence. Judy. Your time's uh, expired. The FCC order is a dead elephant, and the cities are sovereign, and your hands Thank are you. not tied. Thank you. And I've been a resident of Westlake for 15 years. Two years ago, Verizon came to my building where I have my office and they put in two huge cell phone towers the size of an H, um, a Hummer vehicle. And I watched them dig up the ground right next to where I sit, and they put in a ton of cabling going down underground and these two giant Hummer-like boxes on the roof. I was scared about it, but I really didn't know what the effects would be. And I'm here to tell you that I'm a very intelligent person, I'm very creative, and I've lost so many of these wonderful things about myself. Um, 
you can see I'm struggling a little bit to exactly tell you, but I used to be a person who came home every night and cooked dinner for my husband. I didn't order out. I can't even figure out how to cook now. I have problems remembering what the recipes were that I cooked. I don't know how to put things together when I'm trying to talk to people anymore. I used to be creative, and I made a lot of things. I made handbags. I made bracelets. I made jewelry. I made animals, stuffed animals and things. I look at these things, and I don't even know how I used to do it. I have nausea on a daily basis. I have headaches. I don't feel well. I've turned into an old woman overnight, and I'm embarrassed to tell my husband that I don't want to do things because I don't feel good. And I really didn't know what it was, but now I'm putting two and two together because the time frame that I've digressed is about a year and a half. And that's really not unacceptable. This is not even 5G. I'm being exposed to just Wi-Fi and overhead um, cell phone towers. So that means signals are constantly bouncing off of our building, which means off of me. I would come home sometimes from work, and I felt so bad I would lay on the bed, open everything, put the air on, and I would end up throwing up. The nausea is so bad. Um, I have a lot of memory problems and blurry vision. And I didn't even know who to reach out to for help. So this week, I found someone that I'm going to be going to to be evaluated on EMF sensitivity. But please, it's a real thing. People are experiencing this. And I think, like the second speaker said, they just don't know. Please do something. Thank you. Hi, I live in Newbury Park. And I'm also electrohypersensitive, as two of the previous speakers were. And I'm also here to talk about uh, the way that it affects, electrohypersensitivity affects my life and others' life, and how 5G could impact that. Uh, so in my case, I um, suffer from severe headaches, chest pains, anxiety, poor sleep, fatigue, um, heart palpitations, uh, nausea, and among other things, and these are common symptoms for people who suffer from electrohypersensitivity. And it has affected me in my ability to continue my academic studies, my ability to work, um, my ability to socialize, and in short, it has destroyed um, a lot of aspects of my life. And I think it's destroyed, uh, to a great degree, the quality of my life. And with the installation of 5G, I think things would become a lot more difficult for electrohypersensitives. And a lot of us would probably have to move out of Thousand Oaks or, and um, either become homeless or something along those lines because there's not really anywhere we can turn to. So uh, I think it is important to keep in mind that there's a big, uh, uh, there's a, a portion of the population that's, even though it's minor, that will be affected severely with the installation of 5G. And a couple of other points I wanted to make about electrohypersensitivity is that in Sweden it actually is officially recognized as a, as a functional disability. 
so that uh, the government there makes accommodations for electrohypersensitives, electrohypersensitives by reducing levels of electromagnetic fields in their work environment and the home environment. So that's something very important, I think, to recognize that other countries are taking action. And there have been um, multiple cases of reliable people. Doc it's been documented who are electrohypersensitive. For example, Gro Harlem Brundtland, the former pri prime minister of Norway and director general of the World Health Organization. And there are um, there's a very there's there are high quality peer reviewed science scientific studies showing that electrohypersensitivity is a genuine condition. And there are thousands of, well, no, there are hundreds of scientists around the world who dedicate their lives to studying this who think that it's a genuine condition. So I, I, given this, I'd like to ask if you're confident that this unnecessary 5G experiment that will permit us to download Netflix movies at faster speeds wouldn't be seriously harming the people of Thousand Oaks. Thank you. I know it's tough for people to share their personal stories of EMF sensitivity, but I think we need to support one another so we can feel comfortable talking about it so others can be aware. How someone is affected is determined first by their susceptibility and exposure. I always remember being sensitive as a kid. I remember going to the valley and being able to smell the pollution. I worked for 10 years as a dental assistant while attending college in the field of nutrition. I was exposed to radiation from the x-rays and tons of chemicals along with hepatitis and chickenpox vaccines. Shortly after, my digestion and immune system shut down and I was hospitalized. <clears throat> then we were introduced to cell phones and laptop computers followed by Wi-Fi. I've had a cell phone for 19 years now and for years both laptops with wireless has caused me to feel a deep dull pain in my bones, my fingers will get zapped, I have flu-like symptoms, itchy red arms, sharp pains in my breasts, ants, the feeling of ants crawling on my arms and face, and an overall just kind of buzzy feeling with confusion. Last year while driving on the 101 freeway, I blacked out, losing complete vision seconds after my Bluetooth was triggered. I was rushed to the ER to find nothing was wrong. Six months later, I had an episode of a major heart palpitation followed by the loss of my breath after texting for 20 minutes. The doctors are telling people they have anxiety and people don't feel comfortable, comfortable opening up. What are we supposed to do? What's going to happen to these young children who are going to have a super high susceptibility from already being exposed to enormous amounts of toxins and vaccines? How will they adapt? I just can't wrap my head around the seriousness of this all and how we have to stand here and all fight for our lives. I'm begging you to, to please do all you can to halt the 5G in infrastructure. Thank you. Thank you. I'm the president of Ventura County Issues Reform. Uh, as the name states, uh, some people refer to us as VCIR, and you can go to vcir.net, but as the name states, we are a local advocacy group that supports uh, residents in issues pertaining to Ventura County and as you know we've been coming here for a few months now regarding 5G and funnily enough we're going to change our name pretty soon to California Issues Reform because we've had so many counties come to us to help them so we are now helping uh, Santa Barbara County 
um, Inland Empire and uh, San Diego County, but we were also recently contacted by a group in Los Angeles County that are, uh, as they term it, microwave sick or EMF sensitive. And that term was actually coined all the way back in World War II. Uh, but as we know, electromagnetic, uh, electromagnetic field sensitivity is now referred to uh, by the scientists and doctors and is acknowledged by the ADA, American Disabilities Act, and the United States Access Board. Uh, you may or may not know that the mayor gave us his facility to host the world-famous Daphna Tachova from Israel, who fought up to the Supreme Court and managed to remove Wi-Fi from the uh, schools there. And we had uh, over 170 people with standing room only for over four hours. In between our last city council meeting and that city council meeting, we have met with the mayors of Calabasas, Camarillo, Agora, Santa Barbara, and Burbank. And there's a growing realization within those meetings that they can do things uh, with the small cell facilities within the FCC guidelines uh, while they are maintaining their control and safeguarding their residents. Also, uh, we're always wanting to work with you and tell you about all the different uh, colorful solutions they've come up with. Um, we also went and met with uh, Congresswoman Brownlee for the second time now, and we want to thank you for sending that letter that Rob McCoy did on behalf of the city. They were much more amicable to us, so that helped a lot. And now they have signed on to HR 530, so we thank you for that. That's fantastic news for us. Besides Congresswoman Brownlee, we met, we had a one-on-one -on -one with Katie Hill, and then we had two town halls uh, with Jackie Irwin. Unfortunately, they keep referring us back to you, which is why we come, keep coming back. But um, Westlake Village City Council managed to have a meeting with uh, Senator Stern, and um, we just thank them for representing their residents. Good evening. Hi, good evening, council members and an audience. I'm a board-certified licensed physician. I'd like to present a, an informed consent form that if I worked for the telecom industry, they might have me write, and it might look something like this. You have been volunteered to take part in a clinical trial for healthy subjects and patients with microwave sickness. Coded in ICD, exposure to other non-ionizing radiation, comma, microwave. Just last week, on June 18th, the ICD-11 coding came out, and these codes you might choose to include are assault by exposure to non-ionizing radiation, exposure to non-ionizing radiation with undetermined intent, and unintentional exposure to non-ionizing radiation. This clinical trial <coughs> excuse me, uses an investigational device called 5G. 5G has not been approved by the FDA in the United States. The investigational device 5G is being studied to provide digital opportunity for all Americans. Side effects will not be studied in this trial. We didn't bother making a form which would tell you about the risks and benefits of this clinical trial and what will happen if you choose to take part, which is not an option. You will, be not, you will not be assigned a study doctor who would have explained the clinical trial to you. You will not be able to ask questions. You will not be able to decide whether or not you agree or disagree to be part of this research trial. You will not enjoy the process known as informed consent. In addition to this clinical trial, 
there are other options you could consider. You could move from Thousand Oaks. Prior human studies with 5G. Although 5G has been studied for military weapon and some medical applications in humans, such as laser surgery, <clears throat> this research study is the first using 5G in the general population, including children, pregnant, and breastfeeding women. How many people will take part in this study? Everybody. However, some will be lucky enough to sleep far away from small, <clears throat> small cell towers. For example, those with a lot of acreage on their property. You will be, not be asked to monitor any symptoms by anyone. There is no screening for eligibility. You're automatically eligible no matter what your medical condition. How long will I be in the study? Maybe forever. Can I stop being in the study? No. What side effects or risks can I expect from being in the study? Certain side effects and discomforts of 5G may happen. You may have all some or none of, no, none of the known side effects. There is also a risk that rare or unknown side effects may occur. Effects may go away soon after 5G is stopped, but in some cases, side effects may be serious, long-lasting, or permanent, such as cancer, congestive heart failure, neuropsychiatric effects, and cardiomyopathy. Thank you, doctor. Thank you very much. To learn more about why and how to reduce exposure to cell phone and wireless radiation, as well as HALT 5G, visit ehtrust.org. If you find our podcast and materials useful, please donate to EHT. Your tax-deductible donation makes the difference for our nonprofit. Join us on Patreon to participate in webinars and be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Thank you for listening.